And now, here's your host of Shaping Success, Wes Tankersley. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Shaping Success. I am your host, Wes Tankersley. If you could do me a favor right now, if you're watching this on the live show, can you do a watch party? If you're listening to this on a podcast, please do a like, share, and review. Help me get the word out and keep this growing. This is episode 75 with our guest, Artie Hoffman. Artie is a psychic medium and a spiritual advisor. He's spoken through the U.S. and advised and coached many. Artie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, it's great to have you on here. It's a different type of career, different type of um, career path, and I'm excited to kind of explore that with you. Uh, It's it's been an interesting trip in my life. It really has. uh, I had no intentions in going in in that direction. I always desired to to wanting to help people and to counsel people, but, but I've never had any uh, college education, but, um, yeah, you know, being a psychic and medium and a life coach, um, uh, it's believe it or not, it all stemmed off from a one weekend seminar that triggered me off. And, uh, yeah, before we get uh, to talk about that, let's talk about kind of what you did before that. Didn't you have a different business before you went to this seminar? Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, I still have it. Um, I still own it. I have people who run the business for me and, um, it's called peeping Tom's window cleaning and power washing. So that's interesting because I've been a window coverings business. So I sell blinds and window shades and things like that. So we work with you guys quite a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about working hand in hand, huh? Yep. Yeah. Well, let's t- talk so, about like, that. Let's talk ahead. a little bit about your psychic medium training and how you got into that. Yeah, I got, I was very frustrated in my life and I'm having a little conversation with God because I knew there was more to life than what was in front of me. And and I had things going great too, you know, um, I had a good life. I still have a good life, but, uh, yeah, I was married, you know, uh, wonderful home and uh, work life and everything. But yet, even though with everything going right, it's like I still felt not complete. And I'm having a little conversation with God, and I said, God, please give me answers. Give me clear answers without scaring the hell out of me. And uh, so a day or two later, you know, I'm, I'm in my kitchen, and I'm going through some junk mail. And there's a postcard. Um, in my junk mail, and it was from the Edgar Casey Foundation, and it said, "How would you like to develop your psychic ability, intuitiveness? Come to this one weekend seminar at the Edgar Casey Foundation in Virginia Beach." So I looked at it. I said, "Wow, that's pretty interesting." So I asked my wife, who was my wife at the time, I said, "You want to join me on this?" I said, "It looks pretty cool." She says, "I don't give a crap about that. You can go if you want. I don't want to go." So I went. And uh, that one weekend changed my life forever. And they taught you how to open up your um, your heart and your mind to be 100% unconditional. There's about 50 of us in this one very large room, you know, at the uh, seminar place. And we're all from different parts of the country. And uh, it was really interesting. And uh, so 
after they were talking to us and uh, playing some celestial music in the background uh, that gets you in that mood, in that mode. And so they broke us up into groups and they said, whoever you're with, just share your thoughts with them and don't judge it. Whatever thoughts come to your mind. So I was telling people my thoughts and uh, what I was picking up on them. And people were telling me that I was pretty accurate. And I was like blown away that this even exists, that let alone I can do it. And um, so as people were doing that to me also. So uh, after that one weekend seminar, I went home and I got myself a deck of spiritual cards. And I started reading for friends and family for the next few years for free. And uh, people were, again were telling me how accurate I was. I just did it for just for the hell of it, you know. And um, but again, yeah, people were telling me I was pretty accurate. So I got to a point in my life where I was making some investments, and I needed some uh, cash. I needed some quick cash. So I didn't know what to do outside of my window cleaning, power washing business. And um, so I'm sitting on the couch, and and I said, you know what? I know how to read people. I said, maybe I'll just throw an ad in the paper. And it said, if I don't pull through, no charge. And uh, 90% of the people paid me. And by word of mouth, it just took off like a bat out of hell. And I've been reading now for over 32 years. I've read for over 32,000 people. Um, I've performed in casinos. Uh, I performed on radio stations all around the country. Uh, I've been on Fox TV out of Philadelphia. Um, yeah, it's it's been a pretty cool trip. So uh, I really enjoyed, you know, the venture and helping out. When I tell you thousands of people, thousands of people. And, uh, you know, I like to joke around a lot, too, while I'm doing whatever it is I'm doing. So, uh, yeah, and so there's nothing more rewarding that not only just making a living at it, but to be able to make a big difference in people's lives and change the direction for the better and heal people's hearts and give them clarity on their life. And um, the funny thing is, you know, like I said, I, you know, growing up as a kid, you know, going through junior high and high school, I always dreamed about wanting to be a therapist. And, um, but I was never that great in school. I was very popular. I was, you know, I was a likable person. And the teachers liked me, the students liked me and stuff. And, uh, but I just didn't have the brains or the, or the attention span for school. I just sucked at it. And so, um, yeah, so years later, you know, I got that postcard. I went to the seminar, I'm reading for people. And, uh, you know, I wrote a book. You know, I never went to college, really. But I, I wrote a book called Angels and Answers. You know, you can get on my website, artiehoffman.com. But in my book, it says, I went to the University of Maryland and, and Boston for two years, but that was just to visit my friends. <laughs> <laughs> so um, believe it or not, now I have therapists who come see me for answers. And uh, not only do I give people, you know, advice on their love life or in their business world or personal life, uh, connect to people's loved ones. Um, I give people medical advice, even though I never went to Harvard or Yale. Um, but yeah, and like I said, I have therapists who come see me for answers now and, uh, it's pretty cool 
So, uh, but I don't know anything until the uh, spiritual world, until the angels share their thoughts with me. You know, so people, you know, a lot of times people will question, you know, is there life after death? And there is, there is life after death. There's life after life. And, um, you know, people, you know, when you say, you know, you know, my parents passed away, my loved one passed away, or friend passed away, whoever, it's, they're really not dead. Like you would think they're dead, dead. They're not dead. Your body dies, but your soul and spirit is who you are. And your soul and spirit expresses itself using your body. So once the body retires, once the body's dead, then the soul lifts up out of the body and goes to heaven, goes to that spiritual place and continues on. So I connect to the loved ones who have passed away. And so a lot of times people, you know, my friends will bust my chops and or people will bust my chops and say, hey, Artie, you know, you know, why do you make a living talking to dead people? I said, because they pay more. <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk about one of the things that's, we'll talk about the book in a minute because I listened to another podcast about you and how you wrote that. But I want to talk a little bit about you saying that you did the readings for free at first and people would pay you. How did that play into how successful you think you are now doing that for free? Because a lot of people don't really understand that they need to do something for free sometimes in order to reach their full potential. Well, when I was doing it for free, I didn't, I wasn't thinking on the business term uh, for myself. I'm only talking about my own experience. I mean, it is, you know, it is good to sample your product or your service, you know, whatever it is you're doing. So people know what you're about. Um, I just did it just because I was just so excited of the fact that I could read people, that I could tell people what's going to happen before it happens. I was so excited about people giving me affirmations. I was just happy to help people. You know, the only reason why I made it into a business, uh, which I hate to use the word business, but made it into a, 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 a financial endeavor is because I really needed to make a living. I mean, I, I needed to make more than what I was just making. And not that I was doing bad before, but I needed, you know, above and beyond for, for my means. And so, uh, you know, people have asked me, it says, already, well, if you have such a spiritual gift, or if it's a gift from God, which it is, it's a gift from God and the angels, but I've also developed it. You know, if you want anything bad enough, I don't care what you do, if you want anything bad enough, the more you do something, the better you're going to get at it. And if you're doing it with the intentions of wanting to help out other people or helping out the public, you're going to do really well, no matter what it is. If you're doing it just for the sake of the money, then you're putting pressure on yourself and it's just about the money and you know your trait could become very stagnant or you're not going to be as successful um i mean yes i do make a, a decent living at doing what i do and uh, people say well then well if you're doing god's work then you know why are you charging people um and my answer to that is well doctors get paid you know clergy people get paid nurses get paid therapists get paid you know so you know, I deserve to get paid for my services. Also, if I charge next to nothing, then I would need to work another full-time job, which would not give me the advantage of having my time more available so I could read for more people, so I could help more people. So if I am making a living at doing what I'm doing, then I have more time available to be for the public. 
But so if I just charge next to nothing, then, you know, yeah, I have to work another job, which leaves my time very, very little to be able to do what I do best. And that's helping out people, you know, emotionally, spiritually. And, um, yeah, uh, I would probably say that the, the greatest thing that I do for people is I give people back their power because all of life is nothing more than a perception. So when you have a better perception of yourself, um, you know, knowledge is power. And so it makes you more confident within yourself, makes you more confident in your relationships, makes you more confident at dealing with business. And overall, when you have more confidence, it makes you a happier person. So to know that I've made a difference, like if I leave this earth tomorrow, which I don't plan to, but if I was to leave this earth tomorrow, then I know I put a pretty good mark on a lot of people and uh, I know I did good. So, you know, and then there are people who are very uh, Bible religious, uh, you know, in a sense. And a lot of people, unfortunately, uh, think that what I do is the devil's work, which is not the truth at all. Um, are there people who manipulate other people because they have a gift? Yeah, they are. There are, just like in any other business. But um, I do everything with the white light. I, I believe in God. I believe in the angels. Um, with all my heart, I, I say my prayers every day. I ask for their wisdom. I ask for protection and I ask for, um, you know, happiness and success and all that other good stuff. So I just, um, put my blind faith into the spiritual world and they share with me thoughts, their thoughts with me. And then I tell people, so people, you know, you know, compliment me a lot of time for what I've said to them that it's come true uh, thousands of times. But, you know, I have to give credit to to the Holy Spirit and to the angels for blessing me, for allowing me to be put in a position to deliver all these beautiful messages. So I tell people it was a lot like school. If I wasn't getting the answer from my friends, I wasn't passing. <laughs> <laughs> so... It's the spiritual world that gives me all the answers. So it seems like I know a lot. It seems like I know an awful lot. And to be honest with you, I don't know jack crap until I open up the channels. They share with me all the thoughts. But uh, that's the same with every psychic and every medium. Nobody knows anything until the spiritual world starts communicating to them and giving them all the information. But it's not like they walk around and they have the records of everybody's life and the future and stuff like that. They don't. Nobody does. But it's... It's you make yourself a good uh, conduit. You make yourself a good receiver to be able to, you know, receive messages. Uh, and if you're a really good receiver, then yeah, then you're a good psychic medium or a good intuitive. You know, it's like uh, you know, it's like I'm the wide receiver. So if you throw me the ball, I'll catch it and I'll run it in. But me crossing the me crossing into the touchdown zone doesn't mean crap if I don't have the ball, if I don't have the answers. Right. But so they're the quarterback and I'm the receiver. I never used that metaphor before. I like <laughs> it. <laughs> they just the spiritual world just gave that to me. So for all you sport fans out there. Well, can you tell us a little bit about your process? How like if you were going to read someone, and I'm not saying read me, I'm just saying like if you were to read someone, how does that work? What do you do? They come in, they give you pictures, you talk to them, you just kind of get it. What? How does it work? Um, well, there's different ways. 
there are times where I'll just hold somebody's hand if when they come see me in person. Um, when I hold their hands, I instantly start getting messages about them. And I don't know what it is because every single reading is different. Every single message is different. So I just start getting thoughts about anything. It could be about their love life, their health. Um, somebody who's really heavily on their mind, I'll pick up on their kid or their friend or their lover. You know, the moment I hold their hand, I just start getting thoughts and images. Um, there are times where I'll just sit there and I'll look outside a window or I'll look at the corner of a room and I blank out my mind and um, I get myself in that trans thought, you know, that spiritual trans thought. So in other words, it's like you sitting in the car and you're a passenger. You're the passenger of a car, in, in a car and you don't have to really pay attention to where you're going because the driver's driving and you're just looking out the window and you're just gazing out the window. You're not thinking about anything. You're just looking at the trees and the skies. And that's what I do. And so when I'm in that la la land, I call it la la land. When I'm in that la la land, that state of mind, um, that's when the spiritual world starts to communicate to me. Uh, so I blank out my mind and then they fill my mind up with thoughts and images. So there are times where, I'll just sit there and all of a sudden I'll start hearing songs in my head and whatever that song is about, then that's what's going on with the person. And, um, and then there are times where I'll think, uh, an image of anything will just pop in my head. It's just like you thinking, uh, right now you could, can you picture what your bedroom looks like? Yep. So that image that you have in your head of what your bedroom looks like, that's how I see Okay. So if you picture yourself getting ready for today, early this morning, as soon as you woke up and what you did, or if you picture your last vacation or, you know, the picture the last time you were in an intimate moment, you know, uh, you have a video in your head. So they'll send me videos in my head about what's going on or what I see. Um, and I've done this to help find, uh, missing people too, you know, um, I haven't done that a lot, but I have done it. And um, so it's like they send me thoughts and images or songs in my head, and I just share it. Now, there are times where I don't know what I'm talking about. I'll just get the feelings, and I'll share it with the person, and they'll be able to put two and two together because it has to do with their life. I don't have to always know what the problem is or what the issue is, but I am getting the underlying issues of exactly what's going on behind the scenes. But then there are times where I know exactly what's going on, and then, you know, other times people are just in denial of what's going on. And I just tell them the truth. So people ask me, you know, hey, Art, you know, do you ever give bad news? And it's like, well, I give people, I will give people bad news or hard news. But if I'm going to give you news like that, I will give you news on how to overcome it. I won't just tell you that, oh, I see you're in deep crap and this is what's going to happen. And oh, well, no, I will tell people what to do to overcome their obstacles. And I'm going to give you a perfect example of uh, what I mean by that. There was a woman who came into my place for a reading and she, her whole body was covered with tattoos from head to toe. And um, she said to me, you know, she says, Art, she goes, I've been thinking about you every single day for the last two years. 
So I was flattered. You know, I wasn't attracted to her, but I was flattered. And uh, and I, I gave a little giggle, a little laugh. And I said, all right, so why were you thinking about me for the last two years? So she goes, you read for me here two years ago. And I don't remember her. I don't remember anybody or what I say to people. I really don't. I mean, it's a rarity that I'll remember somebody, let alone what I say. So she said, we sat here at your kitchen table and you held my hand. And as soon as you held my hand, you started playing the ACDC song. Highway to hell. I'm going to highway to hell. And after, and when you held my hand, you were singing that song to me. And you looked at me and you said, if you said to me, if I don't stop doing what I'm doing, then I'm going to get caught real soon. And I'm going to get thrown in jail. And she goes, and I heard what you said. And a week later, I got caught doing something I should not have been doing. And I got thrown in jail for two years. And she goes, and every day I woke up for two years. And I said, why didn't I listen to Artie? Why didn't I listen to Artie? And so I, I do have the ability to help people from a disaster. Um, sometimes you're meant to go through a disaster because that's how you learn. Right. But then you get, you have a choice to make better and healthier decisions. It could be about your relationship. It could be about your health. It could be about a lot of things. I've, I've uh, told people to be very careful when they're driving because I saw incidences happening. And I said, if nothing happens, that's really good news. That means you paid attention to what I said to you. <laughs> You know, and then uh, there are times where people didn't listen and, oh, well, you know, it's got to be like a blessing and a curse, too, though. Right. Is it something that you can turn off or is it your just when you go kind of blank, like you said, it just pops into your head? Is it something that drives you crazy sometimes because there's it's so much noise in your head? No, it's uh, it's not like that for me. I understand what you're saying. And for some for a bunch of people. I know people like that where they're on 24 seven. I'm always off. I'm I like my antennas are always off. So it's like when I'm out in public, I'm not like that movie, you know, Mel Gibson, what women want where, you know, he hears everyone's thoughts constantly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's totally not me. When I'm out in public, I'm just like everybody else. I'm just, I'm in my own zone. That's my form of protection. Um, but when I want to be on on the dime, I could be on on the dime, you know, to be able to, you know, read people. Um, usually when I connect to people's loved ones, I don't always need a picture. But when I connect to people's loved ones, I do tell people, you know, who passed away, who died. Um, I tell them, I said, bring me a picture or show me a picture of that person. So when I look into their eyes, they start communicating to me in my thoughts. And um, it's tele uh, all telepathic. You know, there's a difference of energy when you're connecting to the other side spiritually uh, or you're just intuitively picking up on people's higher self, your, you know, your intuition and you're telling people about their future or what's going on inside them. It's like a different energy. So, yeah, so when I'm out and about, when I'm in the mall or at the restaurants or in public, it's like... No, I really, I'm not connected to anybody whatsoever because I don't want to. I don't, I don't need to pick up, but that's again, my form of protection, you know? And, uh, 
but when I want to turn it on, yeah, I turn it on and the angels communicate to me and then magic happens. So, but like I said, you know, so for all the people who think that what I do is the devil's work or it's against God and it's not, it's not, not what I do. It's all what your intentions are behind your actions. You know, so the Bible is, is I believe, uh, misinformed, uh, you know, because it was written by man, it's and the Bible has been rewritten over a thousand times in different uh, perspectives of different people, depending on the religion. So, but the apostles had the gift. Jesus had the gift. Uh, you know, so it's like, what's wrong with having the gift? There's nothing wrong with having the gift, but it's just what you choose to do with it. So, I tell people, if you're saying what I do is the devil's work, then I need to shake uh, shake his hand and thank him because he's helped me uh, heal a lot of people. You know, and make a big difference, a positive difference in people's lives. So, and like I said, you know, it's all what your intentions are. Well, let's talk a little bit about the book that you wrote as well, because you your book is kind of something that I was listening to an earlier interview, and you talked about how it just kind of comes to you. Can you tell us a process that you took in writing that book? Yeah, um, and I give this suggestion to everybody who's listening right now uh, when you're writing a book. You know, a lot of people have a lot of great thoughts of a book or they become so overwhelmed um, by how do I start writing the book and whatnot. Now, for me, there's a, there was a couple of avenues that I used in regards to writing my book, and it's called Angels and Answers. Now, when I wrote that book... Um, I was getting lots of spiritual messages in the middle of the night while I was sleeping. And so what I did was I wouldn't write down everything. And this is the part that I suggest to everybody. Just write down the title of whatever it is you want to write about. So whatever the topic is you want to write about, say, oh, just write down the, the, the title of the chapter. That's all you have to know. All right. So I would write down chapter after chapter after chapter just the titles of of the of the topic of whatever it is i wanted to talk about when i was actually ready to write all i saw was the title of the chapter and then i would just write the whole thing and it would just come to me you know so that's a great way to write a book where you don't have to write down every detail in the book because i'm going to forget this i'm going to forget that so long as you're writing down the title of the chapter then you know what to talk about because the title of the chat, you know, you know what the topic is. So, and then what happened is that after reading so many people, you know, a lot of people, they think that a lot of their situations are unique and different. And a lot of people are dealing with the same problems or the same issues. So I wrote down a lot of things that were important to people. And I started writing down the chapters uh, the chapter titles and uh and then i put together this whole book and the book was so thick i had to cut it down because it was just too much so i ended up writing a second book so the first book is called angels and answers that one's already out there you can get it on artiehoffman.com or amazon.com but then again you can get everything on amazon <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I, I just wrote a second book, and it's in the process of being uh, published and um, being put together. So, um, yeah, that book is is called "Have Your Angels Call My Angels." <laughs> 
Well, that'll be that'll be good to read. I was listening to the other interview that I heard of you, and you were talking about the way that you wrote a book because I'm trying to write one too. I'm thinking about the process and everything, and it's very overwhelming when you think about it. But if you just start writing down each idea one by one, it just makes so much sense. So yeah, that'll definitely be helpful. Yeah, yeah, and you can write about any t- about any chapter, any title in the moment. You don't have to have an incredible memory. Just write a list of all the topics you want to talk about. And then when you look at the titles, then you could put one after another as far as which title would, you know, which chapter would go first and which would go second. And you could do a segue from one, one chapter to another to another. So you don't have to overwhelm yourself. And, um, yeah, so that's how I came about with that. But, um, Again, I would get in this transit state of mind and this beautiful poem would come out while I'm watching TV or I'm watching a love scene of a movie or, or, or something inspired me. And then I would just write down a, a few words, that instant like phrases that just came to me. I promise you, I promise you that anybody who buys my book, that you would think that I wrote that book specifically for you. You are going to have so many aha moments about your life, about life itself, about your relationship with God, a relationship with your other relationships, relationship with yourself. And I wrote this book so simplistically. It's deep stuff. It's very deep. But yet I wrote it so simplistically that just about everyone gets it. And Literally, women have read my pieces, have literally cried from reading it because I have a habit of taking people's feelings and putting them into beautiful words. And so people can relate to how I write or what I write. And um, I'm very proud of it, too. So, again, if you read this book, you'll see that it will make a big difference in your life and uh, bring you a lot of aha moments about a lot of things that you thought about life that did not exist or or it will give you confirmation of how you feel also so but it brings a lot of interesting things to the table and one aspect is um, with the book a lot of people say well if there really is a god then why is there all this torture in the world why do children suffer and why do people suffer and I explained exactly why that is, you know, and you have to remember, God gave everyone free will to do with whatever you want. And we do have a conscious choice to put ourselves into predicament or, 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 or we have a conscious choice to make healthier choices. We have a healthy choice to try to make a difference in the world or to try to help out other people. And if you choose not to do anything about it, then, yeah, you're going to get sick or you're going to get hurt or somebody else is going to get sick or hurt. But we always have the choice, and God gave us that free will. So what I mean by that, now, mind you, I was raised in a Jewish family, and um, I'm pretty much so the only person who, to my knowledge, within my family, who does what I do, at least at this level. I have intuitive you know, relatives, but, um, but not where I do it. And not that I'm saying I'm better than them or not. It just so happens, you know? So I explain... You know, when you say, you know, why is, if there really is a God, then why is all this torture? Or, or, or does he really care? Because a lot of people don't believe in God or is angry with God or upset with God or gave up faith or hope. 
because of all the pain and torture in the world. And I have to, and I reminded everybody, well, you have to remember that Jesus was beaten. God didn't stop the beating of Jesus. Uh, Jesus could have stopped it if he wanted it to. He could have had called upon the angels and they could have removed them right from that. But he allowed himself to go through that process for the experience of, you know, human mankind. It's, it, that's a very deep, you know, understanding and explanation. But like I said, my purpose of explaining that is like, well, you have to remember that, you know, Jesus was one of God's sons. And uh, yeah, and he didn't stop that. He, he allowed it to happen. And it, it was a, I, I guess it was a crappy experience and a, a blessing all in disguise. You know, if it wasn't for that moment, nobody would be carrying the cross because he was nailed on the cross. So if God, so if you never carried the cross, what would you be carrying around? Right. You know? But he did it as a symbol of blind faith. And his and his honor to God and 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 to let people know that there is a difference between evil and good and and that we have a choice to either do something about it or not doing something about it. So you know, there's a whole depth of explanation, right? You know, and everything has a karma. Everything has a karma. You know, so um, even though you think that people have gotten away with things in life, nobody gets away with anything. There's always a price to pay somewhere down the road. But then when you put out good things, yeah, then good things do come back. And and it is a blessing. And, and your life will be prosperous. And it might not be with the person or the people who you have helped out. And those people you've helped out might have screwed you the most. But God and the angels will bring you other people or other situations in your life that will benefit you because of all the good that you did for all the other people. You know, so... God works in mysterious ways. So I tell people, you know, for all those people who killed other people, you know, you see all these other um, people in third world countries who are being tortured or raped or starved or famine or all these diseases. How do you know that all those people in their previous life, within this lifetime, but in previous life, how do you know that they weren't Nazis in the other life? And now they're paying the price for all the crap that they put out or for all the torture they might have done to other people or souls. Now they have to experience what they put out to other people. So whatever you put out there to other people, you're going to experience yourself. Yeah. And I'm a great so, believer in that. So I think that you get what you put into it. It's, you know, and that's what I like about this power connection. You know, I'm trying to put out good vibes and trying to help other people to kind of express themselves in different ways, show that success is a whole different thing for every single people person and then it met to me meeting steve and getting a connection with you so you know that's that's always a great way to look at it so if we want to find you in your book we can go to artiehoffman.com correct where else can we find you and can you just kind of put out your information there for us yeah it will be my pleasure thank you yeah. um well if anybody wants a private reading from myself um, you know, if they want to, well, I'm in Woodbridge, New Jersey. So if you want to come see me in person, um, or I do arty parties also, I travel to people's homes and I read for their friends and family at their homes. So if you're buying, I'm flying. <laughs> but, uh, if you want a phone reading or FaceTime reading, if you want to do a session with me, um, feel free to give me a call at, or text me at 732-778-7173. And I'll repeat it. 732-778-7173. Or you could email me at artiehoffman at gmail. 
A-R-T-I-E-H-O-F-F-M-A-N at Gmail. Or check out my website, ArtieHoffman.com. And I got lots of YouTubes uh, out there. And, um, and I do a Facebook live show every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. I do a free uh, show called Angels and Answers. So if you went to Artie Hoffman's Angels and Answers, um, um, yeah, uh, go to the Facebook. Uh, you'll see me doing a live show for an hour, and I read people for free. And people type in their questions. I do one question per person. But I have hundreds and hundreds of people uh, or thousands of people sending in me in questions. And then my assistant on the show, she'll just randomly like pick a question and then I'll just answer it in the moment. And how do I answer it in the moment? God only knows because <laughs> I'm just in the moment. And I, she, get, she, she shoots me the question and I just say, I look at the camera. I answer the question. I pray like hell I'm right. And then most of the times I'm usually right. So I go, thank God. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. I appreciate you being on the show. I've got one last question, but we have to do a sponsor read before we do that. And then we'll get to that last question. So this last question sponsored this week is brought to you by Podspout. It's the only tool you'll need to promote your podcast. Check out my Podspout account at west.tankersley on Instagram and click the link on my bio. You can see what it looks like. Go to podspout.com to get your own free Podspout page. And then if you want a paid page, use code success and you'll get 10% off. So again, Artie, it's been great having you on. The last question that we ask every guest, uh, the show is called Shaping Success, and success is different for every individual. And so the question is, how do you define your success? How do I define my success? Um, that's a, How do I define my success? Commitment. Being persistent and being committed uh, to define my success. Uh, that's how I got to be successful. By being anyone who's persistent and when you're committed to your cause. Um, and plus, when you know you're doing good for other people, you know you're on the right path when you're benefiting other people's lives. You know you're doing a good thing. And when you're feeding, when you're helping out other people, you're investing in your own soul. You're investing in yourself when you're helping out other people, knowing you're making a big positive difference. So that's the best way I could describe. I love it. I love being able to help other people be successful. And I think that that's a great definition. Hey, I wanted to say thank you again for taking the time to be on here. It was a really interesting conversation. And hopefully we, I've, I've got your book in my cart, so I'll be reading that soon. Oh, cool. You're, yeah, let me know what you think of it, please. Uh, For do sure. a review and uh, let me know. I, I'd, I'd be interested. So Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I, I enjoyed myself. Yeah, thank you. Well, hey, everyone, that's the end of the show. I wanted to say thank you for tuning in. And until next time, I challenge you to find the shape of your success.